y'all, we're back. I know you thought we were done and we thought we were done too, but I think it's important to give you this little bonus mile or extra bonus situation because to know the story of how I got started in more detail is important. I was doing Patriots and I think, I can't remember, it was either 2016 or 2007, no, 2016. 2016 was the year and I was finishing fast forward. You heard the part about they telling me that my teammates telling me that he was looking to diversify his announcer pool. I find out because I couldn't sleep. And if you've done a long distance race, and this was my first time doing a 70, well, a long distance triathlon, my energy was so high. I didn't go to sleep that night. And so while I was being restless, I just happened to look to see results. Now, I know where I finished. I know what time I finished. So I thought I actually placed third. And because I placed third, my friend Jessica and I went back up the next day for the sprint to get my award. And at that time, I was able to talk to Mr. Ken Berger and him being Ken, Ken being Ken, he was like, hey, here's my business card. Send me an email and I'll get back to you, but I don't have anything for the rest of the year because, you know, it was the end of the season because Patriots is usually in September. So that's kind of the season is dwindling down. I send the email very timely on Monday. I think by Tuesday, Ken had sent a reply to me and saying, hey, would you mind or do you have time to come? I would like for you to come and volunteer shadow in Deep Creek at Savage Man. Y'all, I'm from Georgia. I was still kind of sort of not very familiar with anything outside of the DMV area. And I'm like, Deep Creek, I don't have a really good car that will get me there. Like I was thinking of all these things on why I couldn't go. And I said, well, I'll let you know. So I ran some thoughts in my head, had some conversations with myself and came back and said, yeah, sure, I will come. I went after work. I was driving up these long Maryland streets in the mountains of Deep Creek. And uh, I remember getting lost because if you've been to Deep Creek, Maryland, you know, there's, it's a very rural area and not very many lights. And I was greeted by Todd Peterson. And I remember what he says to me. He says, you were scared as heck to come up here and be with these white people, weren't you? And I was like, yeah, I was. But it was just so funny because I was like, didn't know where I was. I was so uncomfortable. And I get to this Ray Savage man again. I am green. I don't know anything is happening. Ken will sleep. I meet Ken the next morning and I'm being really introduced to everybody for the first time based off of this email that I sent to Ken. Ken greets me. He runs list. He's very fast talker. So you got to take really quick notes and just be fast on your feet. And he says, Mashonda, you're going to come with me. There's a savage man and savage man was classified as one of the hardest triathlons in North America, in North America. And there's this thing called the wall. And if you make it up the wall, you get an actual brick in the street. If you complete the entire race. So this wall, you have people going up and I had never seen this. 
So I am wild by what I am watching people falling down and then people carrying them up. I'm like, what kind of crazy mess am I at? And I remember Ken says, he just handed me a microphone and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this microphone? And he's like, talk. And I was like, but I don't know what to say. And I guess he's in his mind was like, you'll figure it out. So he takes his portable microphone and goes down to the wall. So he's encouraging them in this high energy and getting up. And then you says, Mashonda, something, something, something. And I said, wow, number three, four, five, he mulled that wall. Number one, I didn't even know what mold meant. I didn't know what mold the wall meant, but I believe that there was an angel there that day who told me what to say, because I don't even know, the guy disappeared afterwards. And Ken stopped in mid-sentence. He turned to me and looked. He said, what did you just say? And I said, he mulled the wall? And you said, yes, he mulled that wall. And then it was as if the crowd erupted. And he was like, yeah, are you available? I think, was it Marine Corps to come and just watch you? I got an, I got an opportunity after that moment to come to Marine Corps to just be at the finish line. And uh, so that's my version of the story. Go ahead, Ken. Yeah, well, uh, just to back, back it up to that race, Mashonda came up to me and she gave me her 30-second elevator introduction about how she wanted to be an announcer, wanted to be like me someday, I guess it was. Then I said, okay, just send me exactly what you told me, nothing else. Send me an email and when something pops, I'll get back to you. And, and that's what happened it was something, one of the announcers uh, eased out that weekend and he couldn't make it. And uh, I said, called Mashanda up and Mashanda looked at her schedule. She said, I'll get back to you. She said, I'll get back to you. And I'm like, after it was my first Savage Man, and I went up into the mountains and I'm like, going, oh my God, how am I going to, I had trouble finding the place, Deep Creek Lake, Maryland. You ever do Savage Man? Oh my God. Those mountains are tough. And I said, if she makes it up here, that's step number one. What I forgot to tell her is that there was no cell phone contact. And I was so afraid she wasn't going to make it up there. I didn't sleep that night. I did not get to sleep that night until three o'clock in the morning when Mashonda finally made it in and made it to the house where we were staying with Todd Peterson met her. Todd was staying up to, to watch for her, but I was downstairs sleeping and finally Mashanda showed up and it was like a big breath of fresh air going, she made it. Well, that was number one. And then uh, sometimes if you're going to announce with me, I'm not going to tell you I'm going to put you on the mic, but you just follow, you watch, you, uh, you support us, you do whatever it takes, you volunteer, maybe you run the computer, but I want you to watch. And then when we got out to the wall, I had every intention for her to go up there and start calling out some names and numbers and saying some exciting things. And uh, by that time, I had gotten a good vibe from her. She has a great voice, good excitement. And I went, okay, I'm just going to leave her the microphone and I'm going to go down and I'm going to encourage them. You ever did Savage Man? You're right. Going up that wall is pretty tough. You make the wall, you get a brick in the road. And uh, that's when I first heard Mashanda. And I said, well, number one, you made it. Number two, you listened to everything I said. And number three, you sound pretty darn good on the microphone. So that was Savage Man. How would you like to become an announcer in the first race you announce is the wall at Savage Man? And anyone who's ever done Savage Man, and if you haven't done it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's Savage Man, and that's my story with Nishanda. Yes. 
So everyone, that's how I got my start in this industry. And uh, for me, it was, Ken was the person that called me through to my first long course, but it was another young lady and she worked with um, rock and roll at the time. And she was just getting the crowd hype. And at my first race, I said, that's all I wanted to do was get the crowd hype. I had no intention of like being an announcer, an announcer per se, right? Like there was no, I didn't know what announcing was and what it all entailed. And, but she just was getting the crowd hype. She wasn't even the announcer. And so that's what I thought it was. I thought it was just like, yeah, I can get the crowd hype. Let's go, let's go, let's get this party started. And working with Ken has been an eye-open experience because announcing isn't just announcing. It's a much more than that. It's setting up speakers. It's taking down speakers. It's being out in the rain. It's using your voice, learning how to control your voice. It's so much more. And so what I say to you is if you have a passion and a desire, and I asked Ken a question in our episode. So if you didn't listen to it, be sure to listen to that episode about how did you know this was what you wanted to do? Because sometimes we can have a dream and the dream looks very pretty on the outside, but you don't get to see the dirty work. And the dirty work, when you get your hands dirty and you see that you still love it, that's what it meant. That's what it's all about. And when that dirty work, it still feels like no work. That's what it's all about. And to me, that's what announcing is. I've gotten my hands dirty and I want to keep getting it dirty because it feels so good to be able to encourage others as they, as we welcome them into the finish line. So Ken, thank you for welcoming me into so many finish lines. And thank you for welcoming me into quote unquote, my starting line of being an announcer to welcome in others into the finish line. I hope you guys have enjoyed this bonus episode. And remember when you try, you always win. So thank you for tuning in to Try Beginner's Luck and we will see you soon.